Anything is Potable is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Celtics ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Even a dummy like me can do it. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable. The most honorable, the most audible. Hold the applause. Like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Each season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packard. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year. Banner 12 plus 6 here. Carson was top rookie. I'm saying it now. Ain't playing around with Tatum and Hay with a brown. We off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up today. You heard? Aziz. AJ, I, I see you, player. Come on. Hello and welcome back to the Anything is Potable podcast. I'm still getting used to that. New name, new us, same people though. I'm Jay King from The Athletic, here with Sam Jam Packard of The Athletic. This is a bonus podcast. Extra extra session, overtime. Jalen Brown has agreed to a four-year contract extension, basically at the buzzer, little short time before the deadline. He agreed to a four-year, $115 million contract extension that will keep him under contract through the 2023-2024 season. Obviously, big news for the Celtics, keeping a young wing under contract for a long time. Sam, what are your initial thoughts on the deal? Frankly, just surprised. Like, this is not something that Danny Ainge does. It, it's not something he's done since Rajon Rondo. And it also, I mean, in saying that and thinking about that right now, there haven't had a lot of great... I guess, rookies to uh, take to restricted free agency, but I was kind of surprised. Uh, but there was a flurry of deals today with that that rookie class getting extended. Sabonis got a deal. DeJounte Murray got a deal. I think there was a Torian Prince got a deal even. Um, but I was surprised. I didn't really think the Celtics were the, the type of team to do that. But in thinking about it more, I think it makes a lot of sense. They were able to get him for around $25 million a year. And I could imagine... With the cap the way it is, and a lot of teams having max cap space next season, there's not a lot of great free agents. And so you can imagine a world where Jalen Brown was getting max offers in the offseason. And so to kind of secure him long-term uh, at a price that's less than the max, it feels like a a perfectly cromulent and logical idea. I don't know. It's just it's just how much do you believe in, in Jalen Brown becoming a $25 million a year player? Like, I love Jalen Brown, but I, I'm fully admitting that I'm quite biased uh, in my assessment of him. So you tell me, is, is there any downside to this deal for the Celtics? So, I mean, there's always downside to signing a guy to a big deal, no matter who it is, because sometimes bad luck happened. Uh, in this case, 
I do think the market dictated to some extent what the Celtics were willing to pay. Like you said, there were teams with a lot of cap space, max cap space next year. And I think beyond that, one, the free agent market is no good. Like this is one of the worst free agent. Next summer is going to be one of the worst free agent classes in a long time. And the the second thing that helped Jalen Brown, I think, is that a lot of the teams, including the Hawks, including a couple of other teams, would have been, I think, drawn to guys like Jalen Brown that are young and that are talented and that have upside and that could fit with other young players. So the market for him could have been robust next summer. And so I think from a Celtics perspective, that's why there was some pressure to get a deal done now and maybe save a little bit of money versus matching uh max contract next summer. I think the the other thing that worked in Jalen's favor is that he's been good. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting better. He's been good. And you look two two years ago, his playoff run was fantastic. He and Jason Tatum were both really good. As soon as Kyrie Irving went down that year, they stepped up. They did a lot of things. Obviously Jalen had like two bad months last year at the beginning of the season. But they were the first two months. And then he snapped out of it. And he was one of their more consistent players over the remainder of that season. Um, The initially reported terms of the deal were a little misleading. Like, it is four years, $115 million. But there's only $103 million guaranteed. There's an extra $4 million of likely incentive. And on top of that, $8 million in unlikely incentives. Chris B. Haynes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, I need you to explain this to me. Is that, like, actually in the contract? Like, they're called likely incentives and unlikely incentives? Like, there's a section header that says unlikely incentives? Like, you're probably not going to get this, so we'll throw you $2 million extra if you're the MVP. Yes, I believe the the likely incentives are – that's what counts toward the cap. Ooh, and there's the cap implications. Do not count toward the cap. Yes. Um, but according to Chris B. Haynes of Yahoo, Jalen, the $8 million in unlikely incentives are probably pretty unlikely. He'll only get that if he wins MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, or makes one of the three All NBA teams. And. If, if he does that, then sure, pay him an extra $8 million. He'll be well worth it at that point. And if he doesn't, then you save that $8 million, which is cool. So I think the more details that came out about this contract, the more team-friendly it looked. It's not like the most team-friendly contract. Jalen got probably what he was worth. And he might have sacrificed the upside of potentially getting a max contract next summer so that he could lock all this in right now. And from from a long-term perspective for the Celtics, now I don't want to say there are going to be decisions made in the future about cutting salary. How does this affect Gordon Hayward is the real question. Because you're already paying Gordon Hayward $30 million a year, and you're going to have to pay Tatum probably the, like a similar, if not more, for an extension next year, if unless you want to take him to restricted free agency. You just gave Kemba four years over $30 million per. 
can you afford to basically keep Gordon Hayward around for like another for the like com- remainder of his contract? Look, I, I think, and I, the problem with well, first of all, his contract could be just one more year. He has a player option for the 2020-21 season. If he's great this year, he may not pick that up. He may look for to secure another long-term contract. Who knows what will happen with that? Um, but either way, he only has two more years. By the time his contract is done, then Jason Tatum will be still on his rookie contract. But from a long, like, the money's adding up here. And (laughs) it's not like it used to be a year ago when you could look at the Celtics roster and think, okay, this Celtics roster is poised to contend for championships for a long time. It's just not. And if I'm the owners and I look at this team and the salary's adding up, unless they can make some sort of leap that's unexpected, unanticipated leap into competing for championships, then if I were the owner, it would be hard for me to keep the core together for a long time. And I don't know if they're good enough right now. I don't think they're good enough right now. And... Aren't you just praying for Gordon Hayward to have like an amazing season so he does opt out and you can get him off the books? Just because you it just you can't pay four guys uh that much money. You just don't have enough money for pretty much anyone else on the roster. I feel it feels like this directly impacts their willingness to pay Gordon Hayward moving forward because I think everyone thinks that Jason Tatum is a better player than Jalen Brown and will be a better player and will probably command more money than Jalen Brown just got. And so between that four year deal and then those paying those two guys close to probably like 55 or maybe 60 million, that's not much money left over to just like fill in the roster. And so it's a big bet on like, I guess that young core. It just feels weird with the timelines of like they just like Kemba's deal makes seemingly less sense to me now. Why you're going to pay him in here's three years like forty million dollars? Here's the thing: it's not our money. The True. Celtics are—they're not spending your money. If they go into the luxury tax, it is on the owners. You—you can go into the luxury tax if you're keeping your own players. I don't care so, about the luxury tax. I'm care about percentage of the cap you have to give to other productive people on your team. But after like they weren't going to have cap space at some point paying even the guys on their current roster, they weren't going to have cap space. So they used cap space when they had it available, and they picked up a three-time all-star point guard. And now, if they do have to make decisions, I think it's are we good enough to pay huge money to keep this core together? We'll see. So, but we that's, the, see. That's, the, that's the paradox, because if like Gordon Hayward plays well enough that you want to keep him, he's probably going to opt out. But if he doesn't play that well, he's going to opt into more money, and then you're kind of stuck with his salary where he doesn't necessarily earn it. So it's like, do you want Gordon, like long-term, do you want Hayward to play well enough that he thinks he can opt out, or do you want him to be shitty so he stays with the team? I don't think you want him to be shitty. Obviously, you want him to play well. But it's like, I feel like it very much like calls into his player option question, makes it so much more interesting I think it's like a benefit for the – I don't think that's going to be a, like at all a distraction just because it's like less of an issue. I think the idea of the Jalen Brown extension um, 
was probably more likely to be something that was brought up in the media. I think Randy mentioned it um, in our interview last night, which everyone should go and listen to because it was a wonderful hour long conversation with Sean Grandy. Uh, anything is potable on iTunes and Spotify. Please uh, subscribe five stars. But I, know, I, just, I think it, it creates an interesting dynamic moving forward. The other thing that I think is interesting is looking at this draft class. I think a bunch of Celtics haters and those the, those who like to slander online are going to say, like, what has Jalen really done? Like, he's given gotten a lot of money. And I think you need to compare, like, this Jalen Brown contract to others in his draft class. Like, I think the three – the other two people you compare to is, like, is Jalen Brown – would you rather have Jalen Brown or Jamal Murray at a full max contract or Buddy Heald, who also signed an extension today, uh, I think it was, like, lesser money. Is Jalen Brown really, like, that much better than Betty he- Buddy Heald that he deserves this much money? Because I, like – personally, I think, like, I'd rather have the shooting of Buddy Heald. But then if you compare it to Jamal Murray, I just don't think Jamal Murray's worth the super max. So I feel like getting Jalen at this number is, like, somewhat reasonable. How do you think I he think, fits in with like other other con- like rookie contracts? Like obviously Ben Simmons deserves the super like the max for that extension, but um, that's the only one in the draft class I think is like a, like very clear that he deserves that. And look, we have discussed kind of how it's a prove it year for Jason Tatum. It's kind of a prove it year for Jalen Brown now. You no, know, he doesn't have to prove it. He got his money, but. From a standpoint of proving his value again, I I think he and Tatum, like, are they the guys that two years ago looked so promising and had one of the best runs for a young wing duo that we've ever seen in the playoffs? Or are they the two wings who allowed a bad ecosystem to impact them last season and during certain stretches of the season, whether it was Tatum later in the season, whether it was Jalen earlier in the season, showed bad habits. And I think there's a lot of pressure on those guys. There's to to not just be normal, but to emerge. And if this Celtics team is going to, at some point, break out of the like third, fourth seed type territory... I think it's going to be because one or both of those young guys makes a huge step. Now, Jalen is, he's getting paid handsomely now and he's, he'll be around. Tatum, he'll be around. He will one day get paid handsomely. I just think there's a lot of pressure on those two guys. Before we wrap this up, I want to ask you a very, very, very serious question. Go on. Um, who did you think gave Jalen Brown a better congratulations on social media? Robert Williams or Jason Tatum? I, I, I've got to be honest. I haven't seen either of them. So if you could please be a reporter and describe them to me, I'll give my best assessment. I'll, I can also look them up on the interwebs. The Robert time. Williams on his Instagram story. Big smoke, eyeball emoji, con- congrats, bruh, 100. Ooh, I mean, that seems strong. Big big Smoke was, I think, a strong, strong submission into this, into this really war for, <laughs> for who, who had the better congratulations. Um, I am currently trying to find 
Jason Tatum's. Um, While you find that, can we talk about Jason Tatum's problematic uh, Instagram story oh. from the previous night? I didn't see that, but he well, gave I it, found he, it. Okay, we'll give that, and then I'll, we'll get into Jason Tatum's horrible television takes in a moment. Oh, I did see that, actually. It was problematic. Damn, Jason Tatum wrote on Instagram, LOL, dinner on you next time for show. Congrats, much deserved, bro. Is that it? Because Time Lord wins five out of five times. Big. That's the most generic thing at all. What are you talking about? It There's was no actually, competition here. It was actually a trick question, Jam. Because it was so obviously Time Lord? No, because Isaiah Thomas won by saying, so happy for my ugly-ass friend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nope. That was a a well-placed trick, and uh, I commend you, Jay King, for doing that. I'm a big fan of the the Isaiah Thomas continually roasting uh, Jalen Brown for his haircut, and so that's fantastic. But now he doesn't have that haircut. I know, but he still calls him Big Ugly, and it's it's fun. I appreciate it, too. We got... So, yeah, the, the Jason Tatum problematic take was that he said power is better than the wire. It's just, just it's just like the ignorance of youth. It's just, it's dumb. It's, they're not even comparable shows. The wire's name power, is the wire's name. But he just spit on it. It's, it was disrespectful and it was, it was stupid. And I just can't stand for it. Have you ever seen power? No, I know Turtle from Aqua. I haven't seen it, Power. I haven't seen Power either, but I have the same reaction you did. Where there's no way it could be as good as The Wire. When, the Wire. When they, when they start teaching college classes about like the intricacies of Power, then maybe we can start comparing it. But to me, it's just like another gangster show that freaking Turtle from Entourage is in. The Wire is like a a the great American novel. This is it's this is absurd. The Wire is one of the greatest narrative uh, pieces ever produced in the history of men. This, I mean, I see no lies there. But we're both spitting hot takes on power when we've never seen it. I mean, I know Millie's is a big fan of the of power, and so I mean, people like power, but I just no, it's just it's absurd. Maybe we're old. Maybe we're just washed up. We are definitely washed up. Jalen Brown is not. He signed for four more years. No more comments about Rajon Rondo being the last player to sign, last Celtics player to sign a rookie scale contract extension. The new answer to that trivia question is Jalen Brown. Everybody listening to us, thank you. Please subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. Give us a five star rating. We love you. We appreciate you. The Anything is Potable podcast. This is a bonus episode, and it's over. That was a strong sign-off. I didn't hate it. No, it was good. I learned from Grandy. I got roasted by you and Grandy and then came back strong. Yeah, that's how you answer. That is is just a top-notch response, honestly. The kid came through. The kid always comes through. Except when the shot clock ticks down. (laughs) Except when the game is on the line. (laughs) 